it is similar to that of a little girl's scream. Rude. <laughs> Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Hey, Shannon, how are you doing? I'm great. Good. Did you have a nice weekend? I did. Yeah. You know, it was just relaxing. We got back from our vacation, and then we just got the rest of the weekend to chill out. No new reviews this week. If you have time in your busy schedule, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You can also tweet us. I'm at Dusty Terrell. And I'm at Shannon Ray Green. Or you can email us at I Tell My Husband the News at usatoday.com. That's right. Snake left behind at TSA checkpoint at Newark Airport. It's not mine. <laughs> I wanted to tell you this story also because you left something really important at TSA recently. Yeah, I, I was on a trip and I just, all I had with me was my backpack, but I went through security and just left my backpack at security. Didn't really have anything overly valuable in it, just all my clothes for the weekend, so that would have been annoying. But yeah, I just I just went through security and forgot to pick it up on the other end of the conveyor belt. I was just rushing. I don't know what was wrong with my brain. I just forgot. So I made it all the way to my gate and then I went to go into my backpack to get my phone charger to charge my phone before getting on the plane. And I did I didn't have it. I, have it. I was like, "What? Where? Did, where could it be?" You're oh. so responsible that when you called me to tell me this while you were walking back, my mind was blown. I was worried that they were going to think that somebody left a suspicious package or something at security, and it was going to be a trick. But they just put it in like a lost and found area, and I went and got it. Had to sign for it and got it back. I guess because it happens. I guess so. I mean, you had to get asked the right TSA agent. The first guy was like, I don't know. But <laughs> then eventually I got someone who was just like, oh yeah, let me look. I think I know what you're talking about. Good thing you had the time. Yeah, that's a good reason to go to the airport early. Because if you're an idiot, you can, <laughs> you can make mistakes. <laughs> One time... We were going to the airport real early. You were dropping me off, and I realized that we were at the wrong airport. We had to go. There's two nearby here in D.C., and we went, well, kind of nearby. I mean, they're 30, 45 minutes apart from each other, so we had to rush from one to the other. I think I still made my plane, but... You did. But yeah, maybe that's why you're more cautious than I am, because I would never make a mistake like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This was written by my colleague Ilana Keller for the Asbury Park Press, which is part of the USA Today network. She writes, your belt, understandable. Your wallet, it stinks, but it does happen. But your pet snake, 
that may be a new one. The Transportation Security Administration says it appears a traveler forgot their ringneck snake at a checkpoint at Newark Liberty International Airport last week. The 15-inch long reptile was spotted by a young girl who the TSA says, quote, heeded the advice, if you see something, say something, unquote. She alerted a TSA officer. So this snake was just free out and about? (laughs) I mean, I guess so. Did this person think that, you know how you have to like take your laptop out of your bag when you're going through security? (laughs) You think, oh, that must mean snakes too. And then you just put it (laughs) directly on the belt. The officer placed a gray checkpoint bin over the thin black snake, which sports a bright yellow band around the back of its neck and is considered harmless. The TSA said all of this in a news release. The checkpoint lane was closed and passengers were asked to clear the area. Port Authority police secured the snake and took it away, which allowed TSA to reopen the lane shortly after. Tom Carter is TSA's New Jersey federal security director. He said, quote, it's common for travelers to accidentally leave items at the checkpoint. That's what I did. (laughs) Typically, people leave items such as their keys, sunglasses, ID, hats and gloves. Backpacks. Mm, Mm, No. That was not one of the things listed. But this is the first time someone has left a snake behind. We have a fairly robust lost and found program that reunites passengers with their lost items. But this passenger doesn't need to call us about his snake, unquote. The release says the TSA screens a variety of pets at checkpoints, but it is up to individual airlines to make rules about pets allowed on planes. Need a full list of what you can or cannot bring on airplanes? Visit tsa.gov slash travel slash security screening slash what can I bring slash all. Yeah, I didn't think snakes were allowed on planes, not since that last time. (laughs) You know, when all those snakes were on that plane. (laughs) I didn't see that joke coming. And I probably shouldn't have laughed as much as I did. But there it is. (laughs) I don't think I would have ever forgotten something as important as my pet snake. (laughs) But you forgot your entire backpack. But it's not a pet. But also, I don't think I would ever travel with my pet snake. But also, I would never have a pet snake. Yeah, yeah, saw that one coming. That's three things that I just would not do. I would not would not forget it, would not travel with it, and would not have it in the first place. Would you ever bring your cat on a plane? Lily would be miserable. She, I saw someone in the airport recently just had their little kitty chilling in a little carry-on bag, didn't seem to mind at all, but I think Lily would be terrified. She'd be yeah. screaming, pooping up a storm. <laughs> Did that little girl tell TSA calmly about the snake? Because I would have screamed like a little girl if I had seen it. <laughs> I don't know what snakes are harmless and not harmless. I'm, I'd see a black <laughs> snake with a ring around its neck and just be terrified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've definitely heard you scream in alarm at seeing something that is moving, that's not supposed to be indoors. Definitely heard you do that. It is similar to that of a little girl scream. Rude. <laughs> it hurts me to admit it because I know you don't like it. But you set yourself up for that. When? When we had that mouse in our 
condo mm-hmm. is that what you're referencing yeah they're not supposed to be inside <laughs> they're it's not very alarming <laughs> when you see something move out of the corner of your eye that you're not expecting mm-hmm. to move it's not right it's not right i mean i scream like a little girl so who am i to talk I think rational me, like if I see a mouse, I'm not afraid of it. But if I just see something scurry along out of the corner of my eye, I don't like it. Thank millennials for this. Smaller restaurants are in your future. You're welcome. (laughs) This was written by my colleague Jefferson Graham. He writes... Alex Cantor was born in the kitchen at his parents' iconic Los Angeles deli, Canners, where he did everything from wait tables and bartend to help the family navigate its way into online sales. Now 30% of sales at Canners Deli, which opened its doors in 1931, are from online apps like Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. And Canner, who is 26, sees a future where large restaurants with big seating capacities could go the way of the vinyl record album. Canner is the CEO of OrderMark, which is a Los Angeles tech startup that works with restaurants to help them manage their online orders. He says, quote, the footprint of the restaurant is going to get smaller. More and more restaurants will shift to smaller square footage and be designed for getting food out the door. It's not because they're getting less orders, but they're just shifting to off-premises and don't need all that space anymore, unquote. Market researcher UBS in a recent note to clients envisioned a future, quote, where by 2030, most meals currently cooked at home are instead ordered online and delivered from either restaurants or central kitchens, unquote. Some call them central, others call them ghost kitchens, small storefronts with a small kitchen, no servers, seats, or an outdoor sign welcoming patrons. The restaurant industry is currently testing this out. In Los Angeles, Kitchen United has opened a ghost kitchen in the Pasadena area to ship food quickly to local residents. It's a tiny facility on a side street. The company says on its website that this facility is a place where, quote, all food is packaged to go, but if you'd like to eat here, all power to you, unquote. Kitchen United, which also has a kitchen in Chicago, is funded in part by Google's investment arm. Travis Kalanick, the co-founder of Uber, which expanded from ride-hailing to food delivery with Uber Eats, is also looking at ghost kitchens with a new venture called Cloud Kitchens. The company calls it, quote, smart kitchens for delivery-only restaurants, unquote. He's selling software and turnkey kitchen equipment to run a lean operation that pushes out food to men and women on bikes, cars, and scooters to hungry folks that live within a few miles of the location. Food delivery is still in its early days. Consumers spent $10.2 billion on having food delivered to them in 2018, which is up 42% from 2017. That's according to market researcher Technomic. However, in the United States alone, Americans will spend $863 billion dining out in 2019, according to the National Restaurant Association, which is up 3.6% from the prior year, which offers reservation tools for restaurants. She says that despite the growth of mobile apps and ghost kitchens, the traditional restaurant isn't going away anytime soon. She says, quote, there's room for both options, unquote. So how does a ghost kitchen or virtual restaurant find orders in a world where many folks make their dining decisions based on prior visits and recommendations? She says, quote, when you have these third party aggregators leading the charge on ghost kitchens, they can put them on page one of their apps, unquote. The firms have the data that says a certain neighborhood craves a vegan burger, but there are no options, and reach out to a ghost kitchen to supply it. From there comes the promotion and the sales. DoorDash says its business has doubled since 2018. 
The company is basically tied with Grubhub for top market share of the online orders business, with 33% to 32%, according to market researcher Second Measure, followed by Uber Eats at 16.7% and Postmates at 10.8%. Canner's success with bringing the family deli online com- convinced him to start OrderMark at age 24. The firm runs a printer that all the apps tap into. He said, quote, before we had nine tablets and three laptops and a fax machine all going to manage the orders. Now they all come into one place, unquote. His clients include Subway, Johnny Rockets, Denny's, and Sonic. The cost is roughly $100 monthly, he says, per location. Millennials are spearheading the changes, he says. They're not cooking as much as previous generations. And he added, quote, it's just so convenient to open an app, click a button, and order. It knows your credit card information, where you are located, your allergies, and order history. Unquote. Jonathan Neiman is co-founder of the Sweet Green chain. He recently told Recode that 50% of the company's orders now come from its mobile app. The company, which has physical locations in Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, New York, and elsewhere, told the online publication that he saw a future of ghost and virtual kitchens beyond the locations that serve diners. If a restaurant could get food made in under 15 minutes and out the door, and consumers didn't have to pay a delivery fee, why would I go outside to a restaurant instead of ordering in, he said. One issue is that patrons can only get orders if they live within three miles of Cantor's, for instance. So the family recently opened two ghost kitchens in downtown Los Angeles and at Kitchen United's facility in Pasadena to reach a wider online audience. Alex's dad, Mark, predicts online sales will grow to 50 percent within the next few years. Mark Cantor said on Medium, quote, There's nothing better than actually coming here. But this, online orders delivered to the home, is the next best thing, unquote. I don't want no ghosts cooking my food. <laughs> you are afraid of a ghost? Yeah. It's spooky. <laughs> what, how do you even pay them? I mean, they they don't they don't have pockets, so they can't carry around money. <laughs> Is virtual kitchens better? Do you prefer that terminology, virtual kitchens? Yeah, it makes more sense. Well, not really, I guess. Because they are physical kitchens. It's just yeah. that there's no space for dining. Why can't we just call them kitchens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kitchens without kitchens that are closed to the public. Yeah, like there are restaurants and then there are kitchens. Yeah. I have a kitchen. <laughs> no one is welcome to come to my kitchen and eat. I I make food there for me, but not for you. <laughs> you make them for some friends. You've although, been making really nice dinners for people lately. You have. Although if I could make a quesadilla and charge 20 bucks for it, I'd be interested in open up a ghost kitchen. I feel like you're always interested in the idea of making money. You're always interested in the idea of making money, but then it's just like the time and then the labor. (laughs) Yeah, that's what usually turns me off about it. (laughs) I don't know why you don't get there faster in your head when you're excited about something. You just get excited and then you forget. One of these new fangled technologies has to make me rich somehow, Shannon. Yeah, I think this makes a lot of sense. I don't know why you would ever want to go to a restaurant and just have a conversation with someone you're dining with. It's so much better to just have it sent to your home so you can watch TV or not engage. I think it's important that if all these restaurants are opening up these kitchens in which you actually can't go to to eat, that they make sure Google Maps or whoever doesn't start sending people to them because I'm going to be real annoyed. I show up to one of these ghost kitchens and you just have to sit on like a pail in the corner of the kitchen to eat there or something. <laughs> <A> pail. 
They're like, oh, uh, people don't normally come here to eat, but uh, we could set you up with this uh, this kitchen pail in the corner. <laughs> they don't even have like a box crate or anything like that? Maybe a box crate for you and a <laughs> pail for me. <laughs> And last today, we've got the lightning-fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Disney reveals new Marvel land and an Epcot revamp. I guess something to look forward to next time you make me go to Disney World, Shannon. (laughs) I can't wait. Stunner. Colts Andrew Luck abruptly retiring from NFL. Retirement at 29 years old? Sounds like a lucky guy. Huh? <laughs> huh? Shit. I get it? Yeah, I get it. Mark Wahlberg looks totally ripped in new photo. As opposed to when he was totally ripped in old photos? <laughs> NASA investigating first alleged crime in space. Shannon, I think I'm going to change career paths. going to be... A space detective. (laughs) A Facebook event calls for people who live in Phoenix to have a mass car wash to bring on the monsoon. It's like a modern rain dance. Yeah. (laughs) Makes a lot of sense. How could we, how could we get much needed rain? Well, I know. Let's squirt a bunch of water at cars. (laughs) You're in a desert. (laughs) Act like it. If you conserve that water, then you wouldn't need that rain. (laughs) Beyonce, Prince Harry, and more celebrity Virgos. Two things I don't care about, Shannon. Celebrities and horoscopes. (laughs) You put them together, I super don't care. (laughs) Tips for visiting all 61 national parks in the United States. I got a tip. Sit in your living room and put on your VR goggles. (laughs) Star Wars fans freak out over Rey's lightsaber. I haven't seen it yet, but probably not going to freak out. (laughs) Animals are weighed at London Zoo's weigh-in. Hope none of those animals feel self-conscious about their bodies too bad they have to do it in such a public way no i wouldn't want to be weighed in anywhere (laughs) next week on i tell my husband the news well i don't know it hasn't happened yet that's why it's called the news (laughs) i tell my husband the news as part of the usa today podcast network new episodes come out every monday if you want to check out other podcasts from all across the usa today network just go to podcast.usatoday.com Or find them wherever you listen to podcasts, like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.